Hi, I'm Nikki from Teaching Autism and welcome to the Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. Are you an autism or special education professional? Are you a teacher or therapist looking for support and new ideas? You may even be a parent, family member or carer. This podcast is perfect to help you find out more information, support and get some of your questions answered. Hi and welcome back to the Teaching Autism and Special Education Community Podcast. I honestly cannot believe how fast the school year has gone. In some ways I feel like it's dragged and it's been the longest school year ever but in other ways it feels like it's going so fast that I blinked and a whole year went by. I've been talking a lot lately on the podcast about tips for the end of the year and I figured today was a good opportunity to talk about some tips for things you should be doing at the end of the school year. These are the things that I find the most helpful to do in order for me to have a relaxing summer away from school and to be able to just switch off and take time for me and myself rather than working all through the summer. I mean, don't get me wrong, Sometimes I will work the odd day or two through the summer, but in reality, summers are my chance to relax and refresh myself for the new school year. So it's really important for me to make sure that I get everything done at the end of the year to give myself that time to relax. So before I start with my five tips, I just want to share a quick bonus tip and that is to delegate jobs to your staff or put together an end of year checklist and have it up on the wall somewhere. That way, if anyone ever has a spare 5-10 minutes or they're unsure of what they could be doing, they can go to the checklist and find a task on there that needs doing and make a start on it. This is a great way to get some things done and you might think there's no point starting something when you only have 5 minutes spare, but if you have a staff member who has 5 minutes spare 5 or 6 times a day, that's half an hour a day of tasks that are getting done. And that can be very helpful over the course of a week. So let's get stuck in with my five tips for end of the school year. Number one, and this is a biggie, go through your entire classroom and use up or throw out all foods and perishable goods. There is nothing worse than coming back into your classroom in August or September to a smelly, mouldy banana. Trust me. And I highly recommend pulling those cupboards and drawers out to make sure that no food has fallen behind or underneath them as well. Because the last thing you want is to attract animals to that leftover food while nobody's in school over the summer. And this includes all those sneaky hiding spots that you've kept food motivators or treats for you. Number two is to get to work on your cupboards. So, Give yourself a cupboard a day to do or if you have enough time a cupboard a week and get staff to help out or write yourself off the timetable for an hour or two that day and then have a station set up where you can split stuff into keep, throw, send home and pass on. So for this I like to get the biggest card I can find, I fold it in half and I staple the sides to turn it into a wallet and each student has three wallets each, one for keep, one for send home, one for pass on. Keep is stuff that needs to be kept in school and I'll put it in here until I can organise it or file it where it needs to go. I don't know about you, but so much junk ends up getting thrown into cupboards and drawers around the classroom through the year. So I just love being able to get this done at the end of the year. That way, when I head back in September, 
Everything is all fresh and organised and it just helps me start the year off so much better. Tip number three is meeting your new students and getting to know them. This is so important. I always find it really nerve-wracking if I don't know who my new students are that are coming in because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what they're like or how to build relationships with them or if there's something specific they need from me in the classroom. So I like to try and spend time visiting them in their classroom or their school. I like to get as much information from their classroom staff and families as possible. I also like to send a questionnaire with relevant information and look at the level of work they have been completing as well as their goals and IP targets. And finally... I like to send home a one-page newsletter introducing myself, the staff who will be in my classroom and just what their families can expect from us. I also include an email address on this so that they can reach out to me with any questions. This is also the perfect time for me to get hold of photos and find out students' interests so that I can use them for making visuals, classroom displays and just generally getting things ready for the new school year. There is nothing worse than trying to get photos on that first day of school then trying to find time to get them on the computer turn them into visuals print them laminate them cut them put them up around the room plus it's so much nicer when students can walk into the classroom on that first day and already see their face around the room which leads us on very nicely to point number four Number four is to set up basic classroom displays ready for the new school year. And when I say basic, I mean basic. If you have a birthday display, you can start putting this together. And what I tend to do is leave the classroom as it is, just because I don't want to upset current students. And then I put all the new display stuff into plastic pockets. On the last day of school, when students have gone home, I pull out those pockets which already have everything prepped in them and it's just a case of putting them up onto the display boards which generally takes no time at all. It is so much nicer to be able to walk into class on that first day in September and see all of your displays are done already. Plus it means you won't spend your summer cutting and laminating things for your displays. This is also the perfect time to replace any labels on cupboards and drawers so that everything is organised and in its place ready for the new school year. And finally, tip number five is to prepare work for that first month of the school year. So for me, I'm a little different in the fact that I tend to get work prepared for the entire first term, which is around seven weeks long. This is where tip number three comes in handy if you've been able to speak to the students' current classroom staff because you know what level they're working on, what their goals are and you can prepare relevant work for them. So spend some time through the summer months preparing your first classroom theme, getting lesson plans done, resources made and put them all into trays separated by tasks. So for example, you can have a cut tray, a laminate tray, a velcro tray and a put away tray. So have your staff work on these trays whenever they have spare time through the day. This way your resources are being prepared for the new school year and hopefully if you start it early enough you should be able to get all of this prepared well in advance so you can spend your summer relaxing. One of the best resources I find to get prepared in advance are craft activities. So print out or write down the crafts you want to do with your students and have your staff prep these and put all of the things needed for those crafts into pockets ready for the new school year and then into a craft box. 
That way, when the new school year starts, you can just go into your craft box, pull out a craft and complete it with your students, knowing that everything is inside and you don't need to do any prep work for it. So those are five of my tips for what you should be doing at the end of the school year to ensure that you have a less stressful summer and a more organised return to the new school year. If you have some tips you'd like to share, be sure to head on over to the show notes and leave a comment to help others out too. There's also a bunch of helpful links and resources for you over there that I've put together for you as well. I hope you found this podcast episode helpful today. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you again soon. Mm -hmm.